something about your love Yeah, there's something about your love Smooth like cognac, I'm so in love Hey everybody, welcome to uh, the first Whiskey Geeks episode in a while uh, We took a bit of a break Anyways, my name is Tim And I'm Alex And we are two brothers on a quest to bring you the perfect pairing of whiskey and comics It has been a while yeah, how you doing? It, I feel like we're brothers, and I, for some reason I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. Even though we text all the time, and we do talk all the time, because we are actually brothers who do talk, and we are friends. But we haven't done this in a long time, and no, I feel like it's... this is like the time when we really catch up and, and you know, talk about all the cool shit that we're watching. So I know. No, it's yeah. like we do. We text every day, but we haven't sat down to actually record anything in, in a yeah. bit. Just, I mean, summer for one well, yeah it's summer. and then you know we gotta get uh for me get the two kids back to school yep for you get your little one off to daycare so it's, yeah it's just been making a that bit transition of a... into uh-huh. daycare which is crazy and also for those that know me and what i do outside of just this podcast uh doing event planning for colleges and universities has been this is this is my busy season so we are on the other side of it, so we are back, everybody. We're back, and we need we have there's a lot of stuff we need to catch up on, because uh, I did as you know because we were all taking vacations and going away with families and hanging out and stuff. There was a number of solo podcast episodes that I did just talking about trailers and shows that we were excited to watch, and then we never actually did a what did we think of it. So this episode, folks, is going to be. Let's catch up on all of the cool shit we watched over the summer. Yeah. Um, or read or drank or anything. Let's start with that. I see you have something poured in a glass. What are you drinking? I do. Let's kick the whiskey geeks off. Let's bring well, them back in with some whiskey talk first. Absolutely. So this is actually a Fraser Reserve. So I'm drinking something that I finished off in a nice little uh, two-liter barrel uh, oak barrel myself yeah so i primed it with some madeira sherry and then dropped a 10 year old bullet bourbon in there Ooh, yeah like well bourbon tonight and a boy bourbon tonight well we were such big fans of the boulder sherried bourbon that the park whiskey Delicious. society um introduced us to in an awesome tasting at the start of the summer yeah. that i thought i would just give this a try so that's what i'm drinking tonight my own sort of yeah. experiment and there is a sample down on the way coming to you Ooh. i think i've already so, got it oh do you oh beautiful yeah. so so anyways it. that's that's what i'm drinking tonight what about a you nice big care package show up with a whole bunch of cool stuff including here's a tease but i got my samples of um uh, the Highland Park Odin, which, uh, folks, oh. that video is coming up this week on our YouTube. Alex got to do the neck pour sessions for the Highland Park Odin, which our dad picked up. So I've got a couple of samples of that in the house, and uh, I haven't tried it yet because I've been waiting for like the right mood to try it. Um, but we're, you oh. know, what I'm thinking? What I'm thinking is um, we've got a club tasting coming up where. Uh, more whiskey talk here folks where we're our club that we do our private little tasting club we've actually were able to procure a bottle of highland park 30 year old um so i'm thinking of maybe sticking around with you guys after that club tasting is over and then i crack the odin save a little bit of the 30 and we do a little i do a little compare oh, the, that's that's a good idea in the odin so i think i'm gonna that's do that idea. um <clears throat> but tonight i'm actually i'm i'm the complete opposite end of the spectrum on that expensive fancy stuff. I'm going 
something that I picked up for dirt cheap. So this is, I'm drinking a Lowen McKinnon, which is a Canadian whiskey producer from, um, I think Alberta. Hang on. I probably should have done some, uh, well, you didn't know that we would talk about what we were drinking. So, you know, this is right out of left field. Well, shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is, it's Lowen McKinnon, um, and this is their peated single malt whiskey that was finished, uh, Bordeaux finished. Oh, so nice. I picked this up a while ago at an LCBO. It was on like a deep discount for like $30. Um, <clears throat> I was literally was picking up some other stuff and then walked by their discount thing. And there was just this, this single peated single malt Bordeaux finished for like $30. And I was like, you know what? I think for $30, I'll take a swing. Oh, you on roll the dice on peated Bordeaux finish for that price. And you know what? Um, it's really nice. It's uh, the, I mean, the Bordeaux doesn't really do much. You do like, there's a little bit of red wininess to it, but just as like a peated single malt for $30, um, it's very pleasant. It's nice. not, you know, it's not going to knock anybody's socks off completely, but um, I'll, uh, I'll send you some, um, nice. yeah. but a great keep, Canadian I'll, peated single malt. Can't I'll go keep wrong. My, I'll keep my eyes open. Yeah. Um, Have you been drinking anything else this summer? Let's, let's keep with the whiskey for a little bit. Cause I've been, I've been killing bottles, son. I've been, so because I was able to get up to our cottage with the whiskey dad a couple times, I've been all over the map with trying, trying new stuff. I was able to try a couple of the Rogers whiskeys, exclusive, Mm. uh, bottles that, uh, he got his hands on, uh, again, through park whiskey society. Is that that Ben Nevis? Is that that one? That, yeah, the Ben Nevis, which again, we're. We got a bottle of that that I think we're going to use for an upcoming club tasting as well. I'm and so I think, tempted to keep it because oh, it's so it's, good. It is, but and it's same, so different. But at the same time, I'm super interested to share it with people because it's so weird mm-hmm. and awesome that I, I really want other people to experience it. So we'll find out. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else have you? What else have you had? I've I've been a kind of getting away from the peated stuff, which I would say is... Same here. It's not close to... I mean, it might be close to half my collection is is peated Islas. Well, and peated non-Islas. Mm. But I would say I've been drinking more. I mean, being the summertime, uh, my wife and I got down a, a pretty deep whiskey sour run. Oh, nice. Trying, trying some... cocktails. Uh-huh. So we've been making some different... Using some different things... Um, uh, instead of doing the simple syrup, we've been doing some maple syrup, which I gotta That's say pretty cool. is pretty awesome. Nice. Um, and then uh, after I put uh, the bourbon into the cask, I then got two liters of fresh Northern Ontario maple syrup and put Ooh. that in there. So now Good I've call. got whiskey aged maple syrup, uh, which is also you've delightful. Done that. Yeah, I've you've done, done that. I've done that once like before. a Freud, and it was. Mm-hmm pretty dope yeah so but yeah but then and then i drop in i dropped in just a regular bullet bourbon in after the maple syrups and i've got a nice maple bullet bourbon and then i use that to make the whiskey sours jesus so that's that's been really good um i've scientist mm, it's it's a (laughs) it's yeah one of the classic sciences um i've really been enjoying my bottle of two brewers Mm -hmm. uh the px uh, the PX cask two brewers, yep. which I've, I've a next tucked into on our YouTube and in the podcast feed about that. If you want people want to yep. hear what that's like. Yep. yep. So check that out our YouTube channel where plug plug. 
And then just sort of kicking the classics. I've been really enjoying my Buna 12. Yeah, just, you know what? I I picked up the Buna 12 as well when, um, again, not another shameless plug, but we did the, the Struid Air versus right, the 12. Yeah, yeah. And I'm liking that Struid Air a lot more. The more I get into that bottle, I'm liking it more than I did on the on the neck pour. Um, but I've been... I've been doing damage on that bottle this summer. Yeah, I've gone back to that one too since we did that. And I think I'm with you. I enjoyed it much more the second time around. Yeah. And and it was just a standalone. I didn't, so I wasn't comparing it to anything else. It was just solo. And I I didn't really have the expectations, I guess, that I did Mm -hmm. going into the neck pour. I don't know if that influenced it, but but, uh, you mentioned some bottle kills. What have you been uh, clearing space? I, you know, it, it's because we're into this, you know, doing the channel and stuff now, I've just all of a sudden realized that I'm acquiring a lot more. And I'm like, you know what? There's some stuff that I've just <clears throat> been like hanging on to of like, I don't want to finish this because then I won't have it anymore. And I'm like, I've got so much whiskey in this house. Like, stop being so precious. Um, <clears throat> so last weekend, I finished off my Tomatin 12, which is like a bourbon and sherry finish. Nice. Um, I really love that whiskey. Um, Tomatin's really, really good. I'm a, a big fan of what they're doing. I've got their Amontillado sherry finish as well, but their regular 12 is, um, is really good. So I, I finished that. Um, and then I also finished off my bottle of Aaron, the oh. cask strength bodega, that yeah. sherry bodega, which that one, I had a, a real hard time coming to grips with, uh, finishing it. Um, so I picked up a backup bottle. So I do have another full bottle in the house, which is fantastic because that, that whiskey might, that would be up there for whiskey of the year for me, for what I discovered this year. I've, I yeah, I mean, love you, it. Yeah. You, so you shared that some of that with me and I think that for the price, because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's under a hundred dollars and it's mm-hmm. a cast strength. Yeah. 55.8%. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. really good. It's really good. Uh, and then last night I polished off my bottle of Glen Breton 10, okay. which I've been hanging on to for a long time. And then this summer I, I've been hanging on to it for a long time because I don't really like it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> and it's not that I don't like it. It's if anybody out there has had Glen Breton, you do, you do great work, Glen Breton. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer who craps on your product because you make better whiskey than I ever could. Um, I find that Glen Breton 10 has so much apple flavor to it that it's almost like to me, it just tastes like a hard cider, like a 40% or a 43% cider. Like it's just, it's so apple forward for me that, you know, I really had to be in the mood, but I discovered this summer that if you just load rocks on that thing, (laughs) like just like fill a tumbler with ice and then pour that on it, it is a great summer cocktail i'm usually not an ice in scotch but uh, that i was just like you know i'm gonna try this see if it's refreshing and it was awesome so um so yes i've done three bottle kills in like a week uh putting in work yeah there's probably going to be more i'm getting low on my long row peated and my springbank 18 is getting low which is kind of a that's a really that's hard to get so i don't know if i really want to crush that one quite yet but anyway I've been That's staring at that sample. Talk. I've been staring at that sample of Springbank 18 that you sent up, and I've almost poured it a couple times, but yeah. because I know your bottle's really low, I'm sort of saving it so that if we decide to pair that with something mm. down the road, that I've got one. Right. 
But well, I've got enough that I've still got some for repairing. So if you would like to, and next time you see it, if you're in the all mood, right, I say right. I say just go for it. We'll figure all right. it out. That is a lot of whiskey <clears throat> right off the top. So <laughs> yeah. what what are you reading right now? And then we'll just let's do this. Let's do quickly what we're reading, and then let's mm-hmm. get into what we've watched over the summer. Yeah. Okay. Um, what am I reading right now? Um, I so actually. One thing that I picked up, which I know I talked about in that episode that I did with uh, Steve Say, where we just did like 10 comics to read right now, um, is Gideon Falls. Um, Oh my gosh, I love that book. Um, Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. Oh man, I hope that's right. (laughs) Um, You put me on the spot. I didn't know we were going to do books. Um, But it is... It's fantastic. Heroes was running a big sale on their like trade paperbacks. So I was able to pick up, I picked up the first one when I had talked to Steve, I was, I just finished the first volume. I picked up the next three volumes and read them in a day. Oh, that's um, awesome. It is a really, really awesome book. Uh, that, and I'm working my way through monstrous oh, as well, which dude, holy crap. What, a, how, how far in are you? Um, like in the trades, Yes, yeah, like so I've got like the, the hardcover. I've got no, I've got oh, the hardcover, okay, okay. the really thick hardcover special edition one. So, and I'm nice. about halfway through that. Oh, um, it's and then, it's um, a wild ride. Like it's, it's really re- fun. It's really good. Yeah, uh, and then the other book that I that I just finished that I really really like is uh, Barbaric. I know I've talked about it in some other stuff, yeah. but it's from Vault Comics. Um, so the first arc is just three issues. Um, so I. I've read all three of them. Um, they're putting together a trade paperback soon. If you go to vault comics, look them up and you should all buy it. Uh, the first issue is going into its fourth or fifth printing now. Oh, wow. It's like really picked up steam. It's a super fun book. Yeah. Um, I'm, look, I'm looking forward the, to. Yeah. For those, for folks who didn't hear the episode when I talked about it, it's a barbarian named Owen who is cursed by sea witches. And he now has a cursed ax who basically tells him who he can and cannot kill. So he has to like, and the, the ax will only let him kill people who deserve it. So he's like a barbarian who now has like a moral code, <laughs> which is awesome. It's just, it's, super, like, it's a super fun book. Yeah. Like yeah. almost, I mean, not quite lawful, good barbarian, but yeah, like chaotic yeah. good anyways. Yeah. yeah. It's super yeah. like D and D heavy and stuff like that, but it's a super, super fun book. Um, yeah, I haven't been doing many superhero comics recently. Um, and I want to kind of, I want to go back and there's, and I know we're probably going to pair it with something, but I want to go back and redo some of the DC rebirth, specifically the, like how Jordan and the green lantern Corps and the green lanterns. I really, really like those books when they were coming out. Yeah. Um, so I'm probably going to go back and reread those. But okay. What about you? What are you reading? Well, also because of the podcast that you did with Steve and mm-hmm. shout out to him for putting this on my radar. I went out and picked up the last God. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah, like that that. awesome hardcover with the incredible fold-out map. Yeah. So it's, and it's got like an amazing, oh, hold on. I want to make sure I get the full title. So The Last God, Book of the Fellspire Chronicles. Um, So so that's by, oh, I know. So Philip Kennedy Johnson is the author of that. And I'm, I'm just loving it. I don't know. I'm maybe halfway through. Um, like volume one of that. But at the end of every book, there's like chapter notes or 
you know, some lore that gets dropped in or some song, like some Elven song that gets dropped in. So anyways, I'm really enjoying that. That's definitely tickling the D&D uh, nerve that because nice. we haven't been playing much over the summer. Although no, we really haven't. Quick aside, my son, because he knows I am a dungeon master, he created his own game. Oh, really? And called the Four Fires and has been running myself and his mom and his younger sister through this. How really, old is he? Like, he's eight. Jeez. And he created his own mechanic for leveling up. There's four different kinds of fire you can get. Anyways. That's pretty just cool, quick man. Little, quick little aside of, of that. So that's been getting me to roll some dice, which has been fun. Should um, I write that up and start a little Kickstarter or something? Yeah, you know, like a yeah, eight-year-old D&D game. Why not, man? Can't hurt. That's pretty cool. Um, I just actually, my uh, comic guy Mike dropped by today from Dark Age Comics up here in Ottawa, and I've got a nice little pile. I know I've said it before, but the ongoing crossover Star Wars event is just, it's like treading water at this point. There's just so many books coming in. Is that the, the Bounty Hunter? The Bounty Hunter, stuff? War of the Bounty yeah. Hunters, yeah. So, I mean, it's great, um, but I just got another Legend of Vox Machina, uh, which mm. is a D&D one, so... Yep. So that's good. The, oh, you know the what? Other th- um, yeah, I need to... Sorry, you just said the Vox Machina thing. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, D&D podcast. I picked up uh, Pedals to the Metal, the Adventure oh, Zone. did you? And I haven't read that yet. So oh, nice. I actually think I might even have... I don't think I read Crystal Kingdom yet either. Oh, Crystal that one's out too, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're, on to four. Was, they're up to four. Yeah, okay. I think I've only read the first two. So I've got two of those that I need to go through. I, I was going to say they're right behind me. Hold on, let me. I got to re. I got to re-listen to that podcast from Jump. That's so fun. Um, Sorry, I'm halfway through Pedals to the Metal, and okay. Crystal Kingdom is out. Okay, yeah. There we go. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Um, yeah, no, no, no. So, other than that, um, I've just been like doing my doing my monthly stuff. Hmm. So. I'm looking to get. I just picked up the first issue of Marvel Dark Ages. Okay. Where it seems like technology on Earth gets sort of blasted away. I don't know if it's, you know, like giant EMP type stuff, but the superheroes still have their stuff. So it's looks looks pretty cool. So I'm excited nice. to to give that a read. So, so yeah. Nice, man. Now I know we've said before we I, I kept saying you gotta read you gotta have to watch Loki. So yes. can we can we jump back and talk about that now that you've watched that? A hundred percent we can. Um yeah. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a quick break, though, because okay. um, I, well, I mean, basically, I need to go get a glass of water is what I'm saying. But we're going to take a quick break. You guys don't worry about it, listeners. We're just going to jump back in. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we will uh, jump back, and we're going to talk Loki, and then uh, a whole bunch of other stuff that we've been watching. So stick around. We're back, and yes, finally caught up on Loki. Um, I know it took me a while, so uh, you know what? From here on out, folks, here's your spoiler warning. Again, this stuff's been out for a while, but we are going to talk Loki, Masters of the Universe. Um, what if? What else? What if? We're going to be all, all caught up on what if. Yep. And then some trailer stuff as well, which doesn't really need to be spoilers because those are just trailers. But So let's start Loki. Um, best Marvel live action series, I think. I um, I certainly think so. I enjoyed it more than yeah. both WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
I yeah, there was parts of Falcon and the Winter Soldier that I thought were incredible. There was some drag in that. A little bit of slow moving, a little bit of meh. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody kind of who saw WandaVision knows the first two episodes were painful, weird, <laughs> and hard just, to get. Th- I mean, yeah. I think if I was to go back and rewatch it, I think I would be okay. And I think I would kind of, because I know where it's going, and I, I think I would enjoy it more. But that first watch through was tough um, yeah. to get through. Uh, this Loki from Jump was amazing um yeah everything about it was awesome i thought um uh owen wilson was great yeah the casting Um, on that like it immediately had that buddy cop feeling uh of the two of them are just gonna like rib each other and get on each other's nerves but then have each other's back and like but then it as was, soon as but then as soon as you think like oh this is going to be a buddy cop they're time cops they're going to jump around yeah. and solve crimes and then it completely goes the opposite yeah. direction um i really didn't think at first i was like oh my gosh is this going to be like who is this did not knowing that it was just going to be a version of loki yeah another loki like, just girl loki i thought there was going to be like a bigger Reveal. I was thinking Mephisto. I'm just joking. I didn't think it was Mephisto. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's always Mephisto. Yeah. Um, but like there was a, some whole, like just great little Easter eggs hidden throughout that whole thing. Like the Thanos yeah. copter was fantastic. Frog Thor Fro- uh, oh. was a fantastic little cameo just buried in the middle yeah. of the ground. Um, Gator, Gator like, Loki. Gator Loki, President <laughs> Loki. Um <laughs> All that stuff was great, but like I thought that show had such a good mix of funny and seriousness and heart and epicness, but also yeah. it but also it didn't suffer from like what the MCU kind of suffers from is like it's so big and that it's like I find some of those movies some of the movies in the MCU, like they're trying to tell the big infinity war saga story. So they're trying to like fit their piece in, but also have like a contained story in it and, and have it be something that's compelling and interesting. Like the one that comes to mind for me is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right. Like it has a very, very crucial role to play in the greater infinity saga, i.e. Ant-Man going to the quantum, quantum realm, realm. and then figuring out time travel. But I found that the, that story, like I couldn't care less, not that I couldn't care less, but it didn't really hook me as to like, what are they doing in this movie? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so I find that some of the movies in the Marvel and the MCU, it, they, it hitting that balance is really tough. Um, and I thought they did it perfectly. Yeah. I, I was, like like you, I was immediately in after the first episode and couldn't like just wanted to keep binge watching every episode. I'm right? Very happy that I waited for the whole season to be out before starting oh, it. It because it was excruciating. Like I'll yeah. I'll be honest, I really yeah. just wanted to keep going. But what I what I really appreciated about this and why I think this one is is the best is how well this ties into the future plans of the MCU. Yeah. And how without this six-episode TV show, all the movies that are about to come out, don't you you don't really get the stakes. Yeah. Like, this really sets up leaning into the multiverse and yeah. leading into, 
like time travel and yeah. Um, it primes you as well to be okay with because I think something that a lot of time travel stuff, you know, a lot of time travel movies or properties or shows or whatever, they can get kind of convoluted and like, well, it doesn't make any sense or what about yeah. this? What about that? And I think that this is a good primer for how they're handling yeah. time travel in a way that I don't want to say makes sense, but <laughs> but it like, <laughs> but it makes sense within the confines of what they're doing, yeah, and within the story that they're telling. Um, yeah, well, totally agree. Yeah. So, I mean, it, and what you just said, it sort of reminds me from infinity war when they're talking about time, time travel and banner is like, that's not how it works. And it was just like, you can't just undo it. Yeah. Um, when they're sitting by the lake talking about, um, Natasha dying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I like how they're doing that. I really do like how they're leaning into the multiverse and just because the amount of stories that you can tell and potentially the characters that you can get back yeah. because they're clearly existing other places. Uh, for So for me, I really thought watching Loki that Captain America was going to show up. Mm. I thought he was one of the time cops for the longest time when whenever... Owen Wilson's character, and I can't remember his character name, um, whenever he would go into the like director's office and she would have like the pencil or like, oh, did your other favorite person like right. grab something for you? I thought that when he went back to return all the infinity stones and then never showed back up until he was an old man to like hand the shield off, I thought maybe he got picked up by the the bureau Man, and I that didn't even he think was about that and, and shit, that he that was jumping cool. around doing some of this for i don't you know like whatever i mean and he he still could have been i guess because i thought yeah. oh this is how they get captain america back yeah so that's really but anyways cool. obviously um, didn't happen but no what did you <laughs> that's a really cool concept though i like that a lot what were your thoughts on he 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 who remains he who, he who remains Kang. um Kang Kang the conqueror, the conqueror um, <laughs> um he it was awesome like yeah. he showed up and he's just like wearing his robe eating an apple just like a cool um, dude just a dude like just sitting at the end because what else would you do if you had every answer and it was like yeah. here's a stack of papers of everything you've ever said and he's like, well, of course I, you're never going to hit me because I know everything up to this point. Like, yeah, it's, I've, I'm so smart. I've looked at this through every angle. It's like when Dr. Strange was like using the eye of Agamotto to look at all the different possibilities of how to beat Thanos. It's like, well, Kang actually did that and took it all the way to the extreme to make sure that he was the one who remains on every timeline. <laughs> So, and setting him up as the big bad for the next batch in some way, right? Because at the very yeah. end of Loki, Loki gets sent through the, the whatever, the, the gate thing that they use. And he gets pushed back out. And it's all statues of Kang, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's now in a parallel yeah timeline and yeah. i don't yeah do you think he's gonna be the big big bad though like i don't I, think he's i don't think he's big and he's not like thanos big like i know other people have been theorizing this i.e i've been listening to a lot of the ringer verse 
yeah. podcast, which um, is a great podcast feed that you should all go and listen to if you're into this kind of stuff. Um, but like their whole theory that someone, well, I can't remember who it was that was talking about it, but their theory was like, I don't think he's big enough to be like a big, big bad. Like Thanos was like a, <laughs> he wiped out half of. Yeah. Existence. Well, I mean, I, I suppose the big um, bads Galactus. And then that was that. I think that's what everybody's kind of theorizing because you know, we're getting fantastic four. Yeah. Um, so that would make sense. Um, and then like, you know, and we can segue into, into what if now, because this all kind of ties together. Um, <clears throat> what, what is something like, is Kang a big enough villain to bring in the watcher yeah. and the other like celestials to have to try and inter- like what, what is going to make the watcher intervene? Yeah. Right. Galactus probably could do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and yeah. why are the Eternals? And we could talk about exactly. that trailer a little bit. Like the Eternals are showing up now. Yeah. So if you're getting and them. That's going to be an interesting thing as to where the hell were you when Thanos was around? Because you're a pack of gods. So. But yeah. I, I think they cover that. I haven't watched the second trailer yet. They um, they do. There's a nod to that okay. in why they didn't. Um, Intervene. Why? Yeah. And I think I, didn't, I think they explain it away in a decent way. Yeah, I didn't watch the second trailer because I I heard that it like gets into more story, and I kind of want to go into that movie as fresh as possible. Yeah. So, um, so that one I haven't really watched. That trailer I watched. I watched the first one though, so we can talk about that. But let's talk. Let's talk. What if? Okay. Um, because that's also is coming on the heels of of Loki, the multiverse. This completely talks about the multiverse and tackles it. Um. What are your overall thoughts of what if so far? I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, yeah. The I was going to say the first, uh, the first thing having Jeffrey Wright as the the watcher, the watcher. to like to narrate that yeah. was absolutely perfect for me. He's great. Like he's he's so great, and it, it yeah. just it sets up because the very first thing that you see on like episode one is it's him explaining everything. And I was immediately just like, I'm in on this universe. All right, let's go. Yeah. The, the fact that they got a lot, I mean, not all, but a lot of the actual actors who, yeah, almost all. (laughs) I mean, they had Chadwick Boseman, like this was his last thing when he was voicing T'Challa, which was, you know, kind of surreal to listen to and watch. But I I love these stories. I I've yeah, always loved T'Challa too. Yeah, because he voiced he. I, I heard he's in four, and we've seen three. So, sorry, say that again. He's he was to, he's T'Challa in four episodes of What If? Oh yes, so there's been three. So there's one more episode yeah. to come with him at least. So yeah. yeah. So I've always been a fan of the alternate like possibilities. So yeah. like there's some Star Wars ones that I've always really enjoyed. So these these different different stories with all your favorite characters are are great. Um I mean the zombie one was was just really fun. Like yeah. it, it Which wasn't one was your favorite. Let's go that. I I really liked the strange, the Doctor Strange one. That's interesting. I think that's like a lot of people's least favorite. Yeah, well, I ju- I just liked it because it shows the I liked it because it shows the two paths that like one individual can go mm. based off one decision. Right. And you see that at the end when he's fighting himself whereas 
when he got up to like go have a drink, one of them decided, okay, I'm, I have to be done. I, I can't do this anymore. And he let it go and let Christine, you know, like just let the memory go. Whereas the other one decided, no, I'm going to try to keep doing this. And then like became an absolute demon who destroyed the universe because yeah. he got so consumed by power. And, and I just, I don't know. I really liked that, um, like that power struggle within one individual. I, I'm, hey man, no judgment. I just, mm. um, I really liked it. I've liked all of them. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the zombie one is my favorite just because that was, I mean, there's things we could talk about with, you know, zombies. How come a, a rotting dead reanimated corpse can still know how to be a Scarlet witch, but <laughs> <clears throat> we don't need to go into plot holes in a cartoon. No, no, no. Um, I really liked the T'Challa as Star-Lord episode. That was really um, cool too. And I, th- one of the things that I really like, I think it's crazy that he was able to talk Thanos out of his plan. Um, <laughs> but just how he kept trying to bring it up. Like, no, but it's a good, it would work. And like yeah. everyone's just like, I s- still just sounds like genocide. Doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> don't think like when he's talking about the Dora Milaje, just killing everybody. <laughs> like the Dora Milaje shows up at the end and they're like, it's still just genocide. Like yeah. it's so funny. Um, and then I really like this most recent one of the, uh, the Killmonger Killmonger saving oh. Tony. One thing I will say is we've now seen Tony Stark die in three of them. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one with Hank Pym, I think that was my least favorite. The to him just, you know, killing all of the, just going crazy. I mean, it's an interesting, it's the same kind of thing, right? Yeah. A, that whole, what do you do when you're confronted with this thing, right? It's the same kind of quandary that happened with that Doctor Strange episode, but with Hank Pym. I do find it interesting how much stock is getting put on the Ant-Man universe in this show. There's been a because lot. There's a lot. Like, well, Wasp was such a central figure in the zombie one. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, also, and having Ant-Man's head just bobbling around yeah, on the chair was, was really so awesome. funny. Having Paul Redback was yeah. really great. Um, I mean, I know we're getting, you know, the quantum realm in the next Ant-Man movie. So I know that's going to play a big role, but I, I just found it interesting how much they've leaned into those characters in this what if, uh, but this Killmonger episode is great. It's so fun having Michael B. Jordan back. Yeah. Um, that character is so awesome. Um, yeah. The fact that he just becomes black Panther. Yeah. Is like crazy. And he's, um, how he was just like, he's not just like punching everything. He's like scheming and he has yeah. this like big grand plan. Um, and, it, and pulls it off like so, so well. And just double crosses and then double crosses and yeah. still keeps like still keeps the Wakandans like on his side yeah. and like believing him. And even when it looks like he's double crossing them, like when he turned all those mechs like the back on back yeah. on, I was like, oh, here we go. And then no, like he goes down there and, and he fights them he, and helps them destroy them. Yeah. It was so great. Good. Yeah. So good. So I think we've only got a couple left. Um, I think it was eight. Yeah, it was not... eight episodes in the season. So we have a couple left, but it's so far, <clears throat> my gosh, I'm loving yeah. it. Um, I mean, even the really very great. first one, like Captain uh, Captain Carter, Captain Carter, 
Like it was, it was great. What a great way to kick off that show. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Fantastic all around. Really, really fun. Uh, what was the other thing that, Oh, masters of the masters universe. Of we got the universe. Because I did a solo pod about the trailer yeah. when that came out and talking about it. And, um, so what did you think? We've only had the first half. I don't even know here. You I'll, tell I'll me talk. what you think. I'm going to yeah. look up when that second half is coming. Cause I know it's okay. coming soon. Yeah. So like I said, with Jeffrey Wright, the casting on this was so well done. I, yeah. if like having, um, Oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking. Um, Cersei Headley. What's what's her first yeah. name? Lena Headley. Mm-hmm. Having her having her as Evil Lynn was so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and every time she was talking, I was just like on the edge of my seat listening because it was that good. Um, of course, you know Mark Hamill as Skeletor was it's so um, perfect, so perfect again. It like it hit all those Joker notes when he's Joker. Um, it was great, and I loved how the story. Like I hadn't, I I didn't do any research about it before I started watching. So I assumed that I was going to get a lot of (laughs) He-Man and you know, the first episode you see He-Man be kind of badass for a little bit and then He-Man dies (laughs) (laughs) and, and his sword gets split in two. And then there's the quest. And then, I mean, a bunch of time passes and then it's the quest to reforge He-Man's sword. Mm -hmm. And, and I and I really liked it. It was such an interesting story, and it was there was the whole getting the band back together, um, like mon- not montage, but like there was that whole bit of the exercise where like all right, well we have to go back out and like where's Man at Arms, yeah, um, and yeah, no, oh, I just I really liked it. And it had some really good like comedic notes as yeah. well. Um, what's the what's the little wizard? Orko. Orko. Thank yeah. you. Total mind mind fart there um orca was was great and had you know great timing (laughs) with the with the comedy um yeah i just i really enjoyed it and then sorry before we talk about like the very end and like where it could go from here uh what were your thoughts so i really liked it um you know he-Man Masters of the Universe was the thing that, like, I think I was a little bit too young. And I know I mentioned that when I was doing the trailer thing. I was a little bit too young to be really, really into it growing up. But, you know, I still liked it. was still on, you know, and would watch it. Um, that 80s movie with Dolph Lundgren was like a f- freaking household oh. favorite for the two of yeah. us growing up. Uh, that movie's a big pile of trash. Um, <laughs> watching that as an adult was like, damn it, that didn't hold up at all. I didn't um, go back. I haven't ruined it. I still think it's awesome in my mind. (laughs) Yeah, it's the worst. Um, I thought the show was great. I thought the animation was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. The casting was great. I thought the performances were great. Um, I I know a lot of people came at Kevin Smith and them being like, well, this is just, you had to make it woke and you had to have, oh, it's just the girl version. I'm like, get the fuck over yourselves. Um, I thought it was fantastic. And I will say as the uh, father of a daughter, um, I want more shit like this. I want, I, I want there to be more uh, cool ass role models for (laughs) young girls to look up and, and emulate. Um, But I thought it was super fun. It's also a TV show and people need to relax. Um, Yeah. That's, I'm the same guy. I'm the same guy who is a end of game of Thrones apologist. 
who yes. I wasn't I wasn't pissed off. And and you know what? We're gonna do a big Game of Thrones podcast where we're gonna go th- real deep into Game of Thrones because we have all of the Game of Thrones whiskey. So we're gonna do a number of Game of Thrones special. <laughs> but you know what we'll do? We'll probably time that around when the new show comes out. Because there's that new Game of Thrones show that's coming. Oh yeah, there is. Um, so we'll do it around that. But no, I thought that I thought Masters of the Universe, Masters of the Universe was great. Um, I really liked it. I might go back and rewatch those five episodes again to get a second viewing. Um, as of right now, there doesn't seem to be an actual date of release for part two. Um, okay. For when the next half's coming, it does just say as early as late 2021. So okay. Yeah, I might get it this year. We might get it next year. I remember seeing a lot of people bitching online just how there was, like, it was the Tila show. He-Man, it's Tila. And, I mean, one, it wasn't called He-Man. It was the Masters of the Universe. Um, But also, it really, like, I thought it did a really good job of showing that, like, this was a team. Like, this was a team that was fighting Skeletor and Evelyn and all the forces, and it wasn't just him by himself. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I really enjoyed the yeah. like watching Tila sort of find her groove again yeah. and like find I, not the courage because that was never it. Just finding the will to sort of take this mantle back up yeah. and do this again and then having to then go and convince others to do the same thing. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, All right. and, Let's and, speculate wildly. Okay. Because the end was shocking to me. It really yeah. was. I did not. So so they go and they find Adam in the, where, where Mount, like, it's like Mount Olympus style, like. Yeah. The yeah, afterlife, basically. Gates of Valhalla <laughs> enter, you know, version in the Master of the yeah. Universe. Um, so they go and find Adam there and he's just like, hey, like, how's everything going, guys? And it was, if you leave, you can leave here and become. You won't and, come back but you'll never be able to come back. And he goes, I'm willing to take that risk to save everyone else. Yeah. And like reforge the sword, which is very, you know, return of the King, yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings. So, so he goes back and immediately dies. <laughs> yeah. Like run immediately by Skeletor who then yeah. gets the full power sword and becomes yeah. super Skeletor. Yeah. So hearing, hearing Skeletor say, I have the power. Oh, in like that Mark Hamill cackle was really just shivers. Awesome. Yeah. Shivers then, all over. Right. And then great. watching him and it's, you know, and it also plays with the whole evil in like you think she's turning cause her and Orko have a thing. And then mm-hmm. it's basically just like, you know, Hey, a scorpion's going to be a scorpion. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Why, why'd you sting me? Go, cause I'm a scorpion. Cause I'm a scorpion. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to the next part. I, you know, I think people need to, uh, watch the whole season before you really judge it. Cause yeah, you know, we're only halfway through people. Let's, let's well, see if also, they stick the landing. L- like you said, if you had stopped watching WandaVision after one episode, you'd have missed exactly. how awesome that ended. Exactly. They stuck the landing, although it wasn't yeah. Mephisto. So people got pissy again. Yeah, um, whatever. <laughs> people need to calm down. People um, are always going to be pissy. Cool. Well, we should just start wrapping up, but um, yeah. we, there are a bunch of trailers for stuff that I just want to talk on talk about real quick because we've got the spider-man trailer we've got the hawkeye trailer just dropped yesterday how excited are you to spend the holidays with hawkeye and kate bishop like i'm so Um, excited have you read that book yes 
Oh, that was that was like right around when I first got back into like picking up weeklies. Yeah, it was right around when the Fraction uh, Hawkeye book was coming out with Kate Bishop, and oh. and people were talking about how good it was. So I picked it up and I and I read it. It's so incredible, and it was that good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it like totally lived up to the hype, and it made me like the Hawkeye character in the MCU a whole lot more as yeah. I was watching those movies because of that book. Um, so I'm super psyched for a. Uh, Christmas in New York yeah. with Hawkeye. And like there's people talking about how the big bad is potentially uh, Vincent D'Onofrio playing the Kingpin. Oh, really? So there's, there's rumors Ooh. going around that people are thinking that he is going to, because it's like the whole street level criminal thing. Like yeah. who are the, who are the big bads? And then this is going to be the tie in to bring the Netflix Oh boy. Marvel universe into the MCU. Cause then we can start because there's also speculation that in the Spider-Man trilogy, people are wondering if Charlie Cox daredevil is going to show up in that. Oh, that would just be so good. And then they're like, you know, so then we can have fucking Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, please give me Baron Punisher again. Oh, yeah. Because my God, I loved that show. I mean, Charlie Cox daredevil was incredible. Yeah. But also incredible. More so. Notice how I didn't mention Iron Fist. <laughs> um, Did he watch we've got Shang- No, we've got Shang-Chi, so we don't need Iron Fist. Yeah. Um, but Vince D'Onofrio's kingpin in, in that Netflix Marvel universe was astonishing. He was yeah. so good. I think it was uh, Daredevil season three. Um was just holy god yeah like please bring him in to the mcu that would be so cool so that's that's yeah. what people are speculating <clears throat> again it could also just be mephisto so <laughs> the uh <laughs> i mean speaking of really doubling down with the multiverse i had no idea dr strange was going to be so heavily involved in spider-man far from home mm-hmm. uh no way home no way home no way home yeah yeah i had no idea and then that trailer dropped and i i don't know if you saw it first or i saw it first and then we immediately were like oh my god did you watch that but that looks incredible and there was that it's very much like from that what if what if episode where um what's what's strange's sorry i'm just having a night here what's strange's wong yeah where he's like you're not gonna do something stupid are you yeah. And he's like, no. And then he winks. And I was like, oh, that's just like in the what if episode where he's like, yeah. come on, let's go get a drink before you do something stupid. Yeah. But that looks like it's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. And then, and then we're going to get full on Doctor Strange. Yeah. Multiverse of Madness, which yeah. I did hear that, you know, they did have, I can't remember the name of the director who was going to do it, but they did have like a straight up horror movie director. Um, oh, really? The guy who did like all the Evil Dead movies. Yeah, he was originally going to do the Doctor Strange movie, but um, they've actually he parted for creative differences. And I think it, mm. the, I think the the chatter is that he wanted to make it a straight up horror movie. Oh, okay. And Feige and Disney were like, "You're not making a horror movie." <laughs> yeah, our... We need some kids to watch this too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so I can't. I think I think it's been announced because I think they're well. Yeah, into making it, but I um I can't remember who it was, 
I took it over. I should have looked that up before we started talking, but I didn't. Um, so yeah, so that's going to be exciting. Love and Thunder is coming out, which is going to be really great. Um, two other quick things that I want to talk on, and then we're going to get out of here, if that's cool with you. I, is one of the things going to be the Matrix 4? Okay, we can talk about that. Three things. Okay. Um, we'll hit that now. I are might you, be. Are you back in? Oh, I'm so back in. You're blue pilled all the way. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> is that the right one? No, it's red. I'm red, I'm red pilled all the way. All right. Fuck the. I absolutely love. Well, I mean, I have no idea what they're really doing, right? Because yeah. they both died <laughs> at the end. Did they of, of three? Well, that's the thing, right? So I never if, watched three. Oh, okay, yeah. I, that's why I'm serious. I'm actually asking. Yeah. I heard so many people say how dog shit that third movie was that I just never bothered. Yeah. It it had it had its moments of like mm-hmm. cool matrixy action sequences. Right. Um you know. I'll probably end up watching it before yeah, this one yeah. comes out. I mean the the but. like the Matrix universe is such a cool like that first property movie is and the it's so good. So it incredible. stands up. It it came yeah. out in ninety nine. Yeah, like, it's incredible. Which is crazy. So in, absolutely amazing. So theories that are out there, there's a matrix within the matrix. So when you unplug, you don't really unplug. You just unplug into the, it's like inception, Second like layer. dream within a dream, right? So <laughs> has the real Thomas oh, Anderson shit. just been having a dream where he got into the matrix and, you know, or is this a, previous or future iteration of the matrix where you know because there's that whole thing at the end of the second movie where they're talking neo's talking with the architect about we've had this conversation like nine seven times before whatever it is Mm -hmm. so is this just another version of it and in they find like the machines find out who neo is early and so they start giving him blue pills to make him think he's like he thinks he's crazy and right. he's seen NPH as a, you know, psychologist. Right. Which also love NPH and everything. That's pretty cool casting. Um, and yeah. And then the, I mean, and then the action scenes just look great. I mean, he's fighting what appears to be young Morpheus in another mystical dojo setting. He meets young Oracle at a bookstore with Alice through the looking glass. Like you see mm-hmm. the cover of that book. There's another white rabbit. There's maybe young Niobe. I, I mean, it's it's great. I'm I'm very excited. And you are you went way into that. <clears throat> yeah, I was, oh, no, I watched I'm, it and I was like, hey, cool, Matrix. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I, I mean, I I loved it. Of course, like, where's my Nokia flip phone? Yeah, and there's even that um, funny moment where he's in the elevator and everyone's like on a device and he's standing there not on anything and he yeah. just looks around and is like, wow, everyone's plugged in, yeah. even though they're not plugged. Anyways. Yeah. yeah, so I'm back in. Can't wait. All right. All right. What did you want to talk cool. about? Cool. Um, I was just going to ask how excited you are for Bond. Oh, I mean, I'm so excited for Bond. It comes out yeah. this month. I know. Um, I'm still I, not up for movie theaters, unfortunately. Yeah. So we're going to see, which is why I didn't go and see Shang-Chi. I'm going to wait for the Disney Plus release I, on that. Yeah. Um, so Ottawa's supposed to be getting like the passport for like have to show double vaccine anyways i don't 
we're not talking about this stuff here. No, I'm not sure if I'm going to the movie theater or not yet. I really want to go. Um, and it's, we'll see. I wonder how much it is just to rent out an entire movie theater and go with like six dudes or something. Not that much. Yeah. I, I really don't think it's that much. Yeah. Um, that might be a cool thing. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it looks great. Yeah. We are going to do a special bond episode as well. Um, and why is that? We've got a, well, we've got a couple of guests that I'll talk to you off air about that. I want to bring in for it. One is a super fan of bond. And another one is a mutual friend of ours who apparently has never seen James Bond. What? And so it's a, we will get them to watch a James Bond movie for the first time. Uh, and then it'll be like that. Um, but also we got a James Bond rum. It's like a 007 rum that was made on GoldenEye, like at the GoldenEye estate. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to do a James Bond pairing with that. Uh, it's awesome. I tried it. I haven't cracked mine yet. It's really good. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting until we, I was going to wait until we did our bond uh, episode. Good, and then man. I'm going to crack it. But yeah, it's, yeah. So it's this Blackwell rum, and this guy bought the GoldenEye estate down in Jamaica where Ian Fleming wrote GoldenEye. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, Really yeah. cool. Um, but the last thing I want to talk to you about, and then we are going to get out of here because we've been talking for like an hour. and well, I, uh, We haven't done this in a while. There's a lot to catch up true. on. A lot to catch up on. <laughs> um, oh, no, we got to talk about our next season too. Um, but the last thing I want to <laughs> is... Uh, Star Wars Visions, because that is coming oh, out yes. soon. Yeah, it is. And so, f- for those you, that you... don't know what this is, so it, this I think the concept of this is so cool. Yes, that Disney and the people who just own Star Wars went to seven different Japanese animation studios and said, "Make Star Wars content." Yeah, tell a Star Wars story. Tell a Star Wars story. Any in story. In your own style. Yeah. Tell any story you want. So it's like, there's no Skywalkers. It's not going to be anything like that. The trailer looks fucking cool as hell. I, the, am I mean, so in on yeah. this. I mean, if you um, want to do awesome. I'm not an anime fan at all. Like, I got a couple of friends who are trying to get me into anime. And I just, I've tried watching some of it. It's just not for me. Um, but I'm so in on this. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm sort of the same way. I, I haven't watched a lot of anime, but I love the sort of the aesthetic and the style that, and maybe I just haven't found the right story. Like maybe that's the thing as I just, I haven't been hooked yet, but this will certainly do it. <laughs> um, yes. I watched the trailer and was just my, you know, my mouth was just, my chin was on the table and by I'm, the way, when this podcast goes up, um, we're like two days away from this airing. Is it really? It's the 22nd of September. Oh my when. gosh. And I don't, I now, think are they're they, dropping all of them. Are they dropping them all? Oh, that's going to oh, no, be no, no, no. First episode date. Oh, okay. okay. I was going to say, cause that's going to be a weekly. late night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, nine, I'm, nine episodes. First one airing September 22nd. So. Yeah. I'm I'm so pumped just because the if if you want to make something that looks amazing, I mean go to the studios that have been doing this the longest and yeah. making 
absolutely stunning, beautiful animated content. Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited to see like what stories they decide to tell. The like the graphics that you see in the trailer, like there's that one red lightsaber that looks like it's got I don't know like nine blades or something coming yeah. out of it. Like it looks like a halberd, but with yeah. like blades coming out all the all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really excited about that one. Yeah, it's gonna be super fun. Um, oh man, I can't wait. There's so much cool stuff coming out. There's like yeah, Wheel of Time is coming out on oh, Amazon. Don't. Okay. We, we can't. We're not, st- we're not going to go no, in on it. We, but like, I'm but not even going to, because it's my favorite. I've said this I before. That is. is my favorite book series ever, yeah. and we are going to dedicate a lot of time to breaking that down later. We'll <laughs> do that when it comes out because I haven't read a single page, um, but I will watch all of that. Yeah. Um, but like, we've got Wheel of Time coming out. There's a Lord of the Rings show coming out. We've got the new Game of Thrones stuff coming out. There's all this Star Wars stuff coming out. Like. Oh, what a time to be alive. Is there any dates for Mandalorian, the next season of Mando, or that Boba Fett? No, Boba Fett's no. the next one, I think, that was That's the next out. one they're going to do, right? Yes. Okay. I think that's coming out. But there's, like, Ahsoka yeah. as well, which, by the way, they're casting... They, were, they did a, a casting call for Sabine oh, for the did? Ahsoka show. Yeah. <gasps> So they're, oh, they're casting Sabine. So now the, the running theory, people are <gasps> thinking that this is the search for Ezra, Ezra Bridger. Yes. Is what they're doing. Which, huh. Thank yeah. God. Um, so I haven't watched Bad Batch yet because I'm going back through Rebels because I wanted okay. to re- redo Rebels before I jump into Bad Batch. Because I know I've heard that in Bad Batch you get some like young Kane and Jarrus and there's some like young... Um, <clears throat> Sindula, what's her name? Captain Sindula. Jesus, the pilot of the ghost. What the fuck is her first name? That's embarrassing. Anyways, I'm in the middle of watching Rebels too, and I yeah. can't remember her name. Um, people are gonna yell at me for that one. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. All right. Um, that's but it's yeah. got to be enough for the content for us. Yes. Okay. So let's uh, tell the people. What's coming up in, yeah. are we calling it season two or volume two? <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, the next version of round we'll just go two, <laughs> round two. Um, yeah. So the first, the first season it was, you know, kind of a tester and just like, let's, you know, pick some stuff, but there wasn't really any theme to it. Uh, it was more of a, let's pick some whiskey. Let's put, and then some books that go with it. And let's just kind of talk about them. It kind of gave us an excuse to drink some cool stuff and talk about books that we really liked as well. But we wanted to kind of make it a little bit more theme based. And so what is the theme that we picked for this volume that we're going to stick to? So volume two, or I'm just going to say volume and stick with it. We are doing essentials. Yes. So we are doing things that we feel everyone should read. They're going to have to read. Have to. And they're going to get paired with things. and, And the pairings are then going to be based off the theme of the book. Yes. So this is going to be a book-driven volume. Yeah. And then we'll get some really interesting pairings with the whiskey. So can you... So knowing that, uh, you're going to get some classic books. You're going to get some some newer books that are just absolute, like, going, throwing 100, that just, like, hitting every note. You're going to get some... I mean... They're the essentials. So yeah. why don't you tell tell people what 
like episode one is going to be. Yeah, we're probably not going to be hitting books like Shirtless Bear Fighter in this <laughs> volume, although that book is fun. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call that essential reading um, or like Grizzly Shark or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but the the first episode that will drop, we will we will tease. We won't tell you what whiskey we're going to drink with it. We'll make that be the fun part. But the first book that we are going to be doing and pairing uh, is Swamp Thing um, written by Alan Moore. So the... Sorry. Saga of the Swamp Thing. Saga of the Swamp Thing from um, from DC back in the day. It's um, Vertigo. One of the one of the most Vertigo. Yeah, which is on the is yeah. that a DC? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it's a Vertigo imprint. Yeah, but it's um, uh, you know, one of the most classic monster stories of all time. Yeah, and, and an incredible what, book. Yeah. So what? I don't, yeah, I don't want to get into too many of the talking notes that no. we're going to hit, obviously, on that. But what did blow me away is this is the first thing Alan Moore wrote. Alan Moore of The Watchmen. Alan yeah. Moore of V for Vendetta. Alan yeah. Moore of The Killing Joke. Yeah. Kind of a, <laughs> and, like, Mount Rushmore comic writer. Yeah. Um, and this was his first foray into comics. And, and crushed and, it. Sorry, we're, we're not really going to get into it too much, but he pulled this character from the swamp. Um, Oh yeah. This, it was a character that book was going nowhere. No one was reading it and he resurrected it. And and what he did with it was awesome. Yeah. So Um, if you, if you want to catch up, yeah, you can go and pick that book up. Saga, the swamp thing, Alan Moore, go to your your local, local comic book shop, get the trade. It's readily available. Oh yeah. And and it's awesome. So we that is what we are going to be diving into on episode 1, volume 2 of the Whiskey Geeks. Yes. And that will be coming out shortly. Soon. And we'll be doing more stuff like this too. We'll be doing more, you know, there's more content on our YouTube channel. So go to our YouTube channel, just look up the Whiskey Geeks, um click they'll put a link in the audio description or in the description of the podcast notes here as well so you can go to our YouTube channel. We've got whiskey reviews. All of our pairings, we have the video components to it. We're going to be doing more of this kind of audio-only stuff, so just for the podcast. Um, we'll be doing stuff just for the YouTube channel as well, so make sure you're following us on all of that. Um, we have a website. It's thewhiskeygeeks.com. Imagine that. I know, weird, right? You can email us as well, um, thewhiskeygeeks at gmail.com. You follow us on Instagram. What the do you Whiskey think that Geeks. is, Alex? Oh, I, oh my I think gosh, it's... it's it's at the Whiskey Geeks. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whiskey <laughs> does have an E for anyone out there who is yep. wondering or who hasn't seen the, the title when you click this to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be doing a lot more, just a lot more stuff getting into the fall. We're going to be doing uh, more chats about cool stuff as they come out. Um, I know we'll be doing reaction stuff to Star Wars Visions and <clears throat> Wheel of Time. And, yeah. We've got all these special edition stuff. Um you know, we might do a Patreon. I don't know. We're maybe maybe we'll jump on Substack because everyone's on Substack apparently. Sure, I'll write um, stuff and I'll put it on Substack. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, but thanks everybody for hanging out. This was a long comeback episode, but hey, man, it was nice chatting with you again. It was good to get back and do this again. Yeah. Um, and this Lowen McKinnon is very nice whiskey, and I'm gonna pour myself another one. And uh, oh, one thing. There's one thing. I'm just gonna go watch a TV show that I'm watching right now that I want to tell you about. It's called Nightfall. It is a show on Netflix about Templar Knights, uh, and apparently Mark Hamill shows up later in it. How later? I don't like, know. 
How many episodes are there? Uh, there's two seasons. Two seasons, two seasons oh, okay. on Netflix. Um, I watched the first episode on a recommendation of a friend of mine, and I dug it. So cool. I'm going to well, keep right. going on it, and nice. we'll, I'll report back and see see if it's any good. But so huh? far, I enjoyed it. So, so far, so good. So far, so good. Nice. Uh, well, man, this is fun. This is great. All right, everyone. Cheers. Thanks uh, so much for hanging with us. And remember, scotch and stories, they were made for each other. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Oh,